Beers and Banter, episode five. Happy Easter. Uh, I thought we'd made it to episode five. I thought we were going well, but uh, here I am sitting on my own. Uh, I don't know whether it's because I smell or whether the guys don't like me anymore, but uh, we've, we've got no Timmy and we've got no Dylan and it's just me. Uh, I'm going to have a bit of a chat to me. I'll mate Alf over there in the corner. He's not hey, a... Big Red. Oh, who's big that? Red. Who we got? Filthy. Filthy here. Oh, so we've got a dial in. Mate, thanks for joining us. Uh, I wouldn't let you down, mate. Uh, so it's me driving all the technology tonight. So apologies to all the fans. Uh, it is a bit of a worry. This is take two already. So uh, bear with us, folks. We've got a big week of sports to cover off. Uh, but firstly, what did you get up to on the weekend? Mate, uh, plenty of chocolate. Uh, plenty of hyped up kids um, with a bit of a chocolate rush. So that was always fun managing that, mate. But that was a good weekend. Uh, a bit of footy. Um, actually went out to the game on Sunday, the Titans Knights game. So that oh, was a good weekend, man. What about you? Mate, we, we hosted the uh, Noel Snell Memorial Annual Easter Fishing Classic at my place on the weekend. Yeah, I heard that was a big one. Uh, come away with the trophy too, I might add. So I'm pretty happy about that. I'll show the Yeah, I, think I saw it on Fox Sports News last night. Probably the most unpopular winner in the trophy's history because uh, I did snatch victory from my seven-year-old nephew, uh, late on Sunday, but right. uh, a win's a win. Hey. Big red, you got a win's a win. You got to take what you can. I haven't had the trophy at my house for a few years, so I think it's all right. They'll they'll get over it. But uh, yeah, what other than that, catch, mate, mate, what was it? It was forty-five was centimeter catch? flathead. Uh, I just uh, yeah, real tricky. Uh, forty-five now, is it? Caught on a prawn. Was, was twelve when you caught it? Stop it! Stop it! No, we'll be sixty on next required. week's show. Uh, we might no, get someone on the show in the next couple of weeks that can actually fish, and I'll talk to him about it, but that's all right. Um, yeah, other than that, mate, just like everybody, try to stay out of the rain and uh, relax, so it was good. But no, watch lots of sport, so let's get into it. What do we got, mate? What uh, do we got? Rugby Cowboys? League? Cowboys are back on track, maybe? Yeah, managed to... Beat the well, Warriors? Look like, yeah, it looked like a pretty good win. Um, Josh Maguire what? had a big game. Yeah, Maguire and Morgan were outstanding. Um, always hard to read against the Warriors because they they, uh, they can be very different from one week to the next. But like we just said, a win's a win. So see where to from now for the Cowboys. And uh, Roosters. Roosters over the storm in probably the, the first grand final rematch to really live up to the hype in a while. That, that was an amazing game of footy. Uh Storm looked gone and then came back. And then option two, Latrell Mitchell, that looked that looked like an NFL play, how rehearsed that was. Cooper yeah, Crump standing there with his hands out and it goes 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 back to uh, Latrell slots well, off his foot. He had all the time in the world to put that one through, didn't he? It, um, and, and boy, he hit it well, straight through the middle. Um, but yeah, that was a ripping game, mate. And I mean, you can see why they're the two standout teams and the two favourites for the comp this year. Uh they they look head and shoulders above everyone else at the moment. If, obviously, a long way to go. But if Latrell Mitchell's the new Greg Inglis, does that mean he plays for Queensland now? Uh, he'd be mad not to. Yeah, well, Why wouldn't you want to play for Queensland? We'll have to look into that. We wonder where he was born. Uh, Wherever it was, that's in Queensland. Yeah, Queensland's a big state. Uh, Titans. I told you we were yeah. going to go on a run. 
We've defeated the yeah. Knights. Back to back. Look, I don't think Newcastle was certainly a long way below their best. They made a lot of errors. We capitalised on that. Um, but, you know, you can only beat what's in front of you, and it was a, it was a pretty convincing win. I think the highlight was probably Tyrone Roberts. I reckon had his best game for a long time. He's going well. Um, right, we we lost Lola. Kevin Proctor right before they ran on, and then we lost Ryan James. Uh, that, that doesn't look good. Ryan James is going to be a big loss if he's out for the season like they're talking. And back this afternoon, he's, he's done his ACL. So, yeah, look, that's a big out. Our captain... Um, he obviously gives 110% every week and has done for a number of years now. So, yeah, he's, um, but he's as, important as part I said, of yeah, I think we, we've, we've finally got a bit of depth, um, probably the most amount of depth we've had for a few years. So, look, you never like to lose your captain and one of your standout players. But I think at the moment we've got, a, we've got enough depth to cover him. Um, don't want too many more injuries, but... No. Uh, Shannon Boyd had a little bit better game. I think he's maybe sort of warming into his uh, position there at the Titans. Yeah, Boyd. Um, and we get, uh, we'll get we get Proctor back this week. Um, and Hipgrave comes in as well. So um, and we get the Tigers coming off the building. So Philip Sammy looked good too. Uh, he, he's been out of the squad for a few weeks. But uh, as soon as he came on... Scored a great runaway try. Yeah, Sammy played good. Peachy was solid again. Um, Brian Kelly, I really like him. Um, he's been good since he's come to the club. So, start yeah, look, start uh, look all right. Yeah, we're we're getting there. Straight after that one, the Broncos couldn't get the job done against the Raiders. Um, yeah, that was enjoyable. <laughs> we, oh, look, I joke, but you know, I followed the Broncos for them. Right up until the Titans came into the into the competition, yeah, but, but they they, they are now. struggling. Seabold's got to be under pressure. Uh, there's a few sort of veterans at the club. Well, maybe one that's under an immense pressure now, and then a whole lot of young guys that just really aren't delivering. A lot of talent in the club, but not 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 a lot steering them around the park. No, they're uh, they're in a bit of pain up there. Um, obviously, Seabold came in with big big hopes and expectations, and um, obviously now Bennett's sitting down at the Rabbitohs looking back, probably not missing the Broncos one bit at the moment. But the, the Cheshire Cat. Yeah, they've uh they've got there's a bit of heat on the club now, so they'll they'll need to turn around pretty quickly. And um, no no sympathy from uh, Ricky Stewart after the game. He was asked whether he felt for his fellow coach. And uh Ricky Stewart's response was basically, uh, I don't think they cared that he was one and five last year. So Ricky's enjoying yeah. his uh, run at the top there at the moment. The, the, the Raiders are travelling okay. Yeah, I don't think too many coaches care about uh, sides below them because they've obviously all been there at one point in their career. So. Definitely. Uh, Eels demolish the Tigers. Yeah, the new stadium that uh, came up pretty good on TV, sold out. Um, look, I think. That stadium looks like it's got everything that opens and closes. Um, state of the art facility, but um, I think I think the Tigers got the Eels with a bit of emotion at, at the at the ground for the first time, and once they got on a roll, they just couldn't stop them. Yeah, the Tigers lost Farrah early to a HIA that uh, Michael Maguire said he passed, but due to the the way they did it, he was not allowed to come back on the field. Uh, the Tigers. 
There was a stat there. I don't know how they finished up, but for a long period of that game, they didn't actually make any mistakes when they had the ball. Like they had no drop balls. They were completing their sets. But they just weren't getting the ball enough, and uh, the Eels carved them up. Very impressive. Uh, you, you talked about how good that stadium is. Is is that now the death of uh, the suburban ground? Is uh, are we going to see Leichhardt or the Showground or um, oh, what's Canterbury? Canterbury, Belmore. Belmore. Uh, are we going to see games there going forward, or do you think they they're going to shift a lot of those games to that Bankwest Stadium now? Oh, look, I think um, everyone still loves a Sunday afternoon game at a suburban ground. You know, packed everyone on the hill. The hot dog stands outside there. Like, it's still something about that that is a tradition of rugby league. But ultimately, from a club's point of view, um, you know, if they can get an extra 10 or 12 or 15,000 people into a bigger ground for the same game, uh, it's obviously, you know, it's more more revenue in their coffers. And, you know, that's what keeps the club ticking and keeps the club financial. So it's it's probably a big decision for the club. But, I'm sure we'll still see some games at these suburban grounds during the year. What I'd like to see it end is is ANZ Stadium. I've I've said for a long time the only games that should be played there are double headers, state of origin, and the grand final. All the rest of the year that go out to these smaller grounds, and now with that Bankwest Stadium, uh, the SFS under under redevelopment, we're going to have some proper purpose built footy stadiums. Uh, leave, leave ANZ at full capacity but only play the big games there. I, I think it's been the worst thing for rugby league uh, since we started playing games there. You know, a lot of empty seats, not a great game to ground to watch footy from. I hope they, they play less games there is, is what what I hope happens from this point on. Yeah, and I, I must admit I went to ANZ Stadium a couple of years ago for the grand final and obviously the atmosphere with the full house was, was pretty awesome but from a viewing point of view it was terrible and we had Reasonable seats, but um, as far as watching the game, it's yeah, it wasn't a great stadium. I mean, you compare that to the MCG, and um, you know, it's chalk and cheese. It's, MCG's fantastic for viewing, but yeah. Uh, I know we've covered a fair bit of NRL tonight, but just before we get off that, uh, the last one, I don't really like sticking up for Manly fans, but they they uh, they copped a bit of a shocker on the weekend. You know, there, there's a bit of bit of drama with the escort and, and now I'm not talking about another off-field scandal I'm, I'm talking about uh, when a ball is kicked through and uh, the defensive player stands in front of uh, his his player that's going to catch the ball and escorts the uh, the oncoming players off the ball uh, I, I don't I don't know whether I like that the NRL comes out the next day and says they got it wrong it I, I like the transparency, but does that just not make it harder for the fans to cop that, well, now they know for sure that their team was robbed? Well, I, I actually watched that game and I, I was watching it live when it happened and when, when it did happen, I, I instantly thought it should have been a penalty. Um, it clearly changed direction. Now, probably the frustrating part from a manly point of view was they went upstairs all day during that game for anything that looked like a try or was a try. Uh, the referee went upstairs for every call bar that last one, which ultimately would have given them a chance to kick a, a penalty goal and send it into extra time. So, so, so but, if, if whoever it is, if it's Graham Annesley, whoever reviews that and says, oh, look, we got it wrong, 
why isn't that person in the bunker with a headset on? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, well, it's uh, in this day and age, it's um, you would think that you know every decision is is looked at instantly with the technology they have. Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, it doesn't. It probably doesn't make manly supporters feel any better the next day. No. Um, if anything, it probably run, rubs a bit of salt in the wound. I mean, you still you've lost the game, and Dragons have taken two points, and that's not going to change by the NRL coming out and saying that. So I, I just think we've we've got the technology there, have the right people in the bunker that to make that call, and I don't like that they've got to throw up to throw throw to the bunker that they basically should be watching the whole game. And they should be like the touch judge in the ear of the referee, potentially saying, oh, look, we're going to have a look at that or, hey, hold up here, you know, there's something wrong with that play. Like The touch judges yeah. are pointless these days. There's that many forward passes that they miss. I don't. Know, I really don't know why they're there. They're, they're pointless. So you may as well have the bunker in the area that have got every angle covered. So I don't know. Yeah. Look, I don't think – I still don't think refereeing in the NRL is to where it should be. Um, you know, the, the technology is all there to be used, so I definitely think there's room for improvement, that's for sure. Anyway, suck it up, Manly fans. No one likes you anyway. Yeah. Um, good news out of that game. DCE and uh, Ben Hunt had good games, so good signs for Queensland. Yeah, not, so, not so convinced about that, but... Who 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 aren't you keen on for the side? Hunt or uh, DCE? Look, I think DCE deserves to be there. He's obviously been in the wing for a long time and would have played more games if it wasn't for obviously two absolute superstars we've had for the last ten or twelve years. But not a hundred percent sold on Hunt. But I think I guess at, at hooker, I guess we don't have anyone better, do we? I think McCulloch's safe at hooker, but I think we need more than safe when you've got Damian Cook coming at you. Uh, they need someone a little bit more creative out of out of out of hooker. So uh, I'd probably go with Hunt if, that, if it was up to me. Yeah, yeah. As I say, I don't I don't think there's anyone better at the moment than than Hunt and DCE. So that's well, who we've got. We we've missed the breaking news out of this afternoon too that um, it's a fair chance that Gus Gould and the Panthers are going to part ways in the next couple of days. Yeah, well, I think it's it's pretty much ready to go, ready to be announced tomorrow. So. Uh, he feels he's no longer relevant or required at the club. Yeah, I mean, I, look, he's he's. I, I saw tonight he's come out and denied that um, Ivan Cleary come to the club has had anything to do with it. Um, I' not so sure. Um, obviously, he he had Wayne Bennett all but signed, sealed, delivered last year. There was a there was a handshake agreement. Uh, the CEO has gone at that same point, and signed Cleary, obviously to keep Nathan at the club. Um, there was some history, obviously, between Gould and Cleary. Gould sacked him a few years earlier. So I think right from that point... When, when, when they've overruled him, he's basically um, cracked. Crack well, I, I think as soon as it was announced Cleary was coming to the club, there was obviously writing on the wall that, yeah, it wasn't going to work with both of them being there, so... Uh, look, I think I mean Gus has done a good job with the club. He's probably got him in the right direction. He's it's come out on the weekend that they've was, lost a massive amount of money there too, and there's some hefty salaries there that are getting paid. Yeah, okay. So it'll be interesting. I mean, I, whether he goes into media again full time or 
he'll pop up somewhere. To be honest, yet. I always thought it was a conflict of interest. Him uh, commentating on on games when he was when he held that position at the Panthers. But I've, yeah, I that's what I mean. Happens in the AFL. Eddie McGuire and Collingwood. Um, James Brayshaw at North Melbourne. He, he was a president and he commentated. So Fair it's enough. not uncommon. Uh, I think that'll just. I think we've covered enough NRL for tonight. Uh, Crows. So what have you got your Crows hat or jersey on tonight or what? Uh, I've got I've got my Titan shirt uh, with my Crows hat That's and the Suns jersey's just gone back into the. Into so does that mean all the fair weather supporters are coming back to the Titans now? We've won two on the trot and the, the Suns Suns have lost. Well, yeah. Look, I'm I love them equally, so. I wouldn't say I'm fair weather, but I definitely enjoy it more when they're winning. Big upset yeah, with Fremantle Craig. over GWS? Yeah, Friday, that was a bit of a surprise. Um, in Sydney, um, GWS was sort of top, well, there should be a top two, top three side, and Fremantle has been a, sort of a bottom three side the last few years and came out and, and built them. Um so that was a good win. There's also a big upset over in Perth. Uh, Port Adelaide got up over the West Coast. So that was certainly not predicted. Uh, that was certainly was not in – that wasn't in Dylan's Undoubtables, Port Adelaide getting up. No, I definitely didn't tip Port Adelaide. I don't think many would have. Um, it wasn't just a win. I think it was 60-odd points. So team goal victory to Port Adelaide over there, which was, which was pretty big. Um, Massive Melbourne game. still – Sorry, you go. No, uh, Melbourne still without a win. Oh, sorry, with, well, one win from five games. So, so a bit of pressure for tomorrow night's Anzac Eve do or die for the Demons versus Richmond. Dilsey, we've lost you, mate. Go back to where you were. Tragic. Uh, Dylan's having a shocker there with his dial-in. So I'm gonna, just going to go on to Junior's Jaffa, which we got up... Uh, we got up with uh, a win over the Lions on the weekend, so there's now 190 in the kicker. Uh, we'll 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 cover that off uh, at the end of the show with Junior Jaffa for this week. Uh, Dylan, pipe in any time. While we've lost him, we're going to go on to. I might give him a stitch up. Actually, he is the worst punter I've ever seen. I texted him Saturday morning for a, see if I could get a tip out of him because a bit of rainy weather. I thought, do you know what? Throw some money in the betting account. First tip he sends through comes last. So uh, his his tipping credentials have been officially revoked. Well, but, if, you, if, you, if you had have texted me about 15 minutes earlier, I had a winner for you. But as per always, you're, you're late again. You're back. Uh, yeah, so I didn't go that good either Saturday afternoon. But I was tipping horses based on um, whether or not they had a Game of Thrones name. So thanks very much, Night's Watch and Dothraki. Both lost money on those on the weekend. Not sure if that's the best form to be doing there, Red. Did you did you have any more AFL you wanted to talk about before we moved on? No, mate, not. Uh, obviously, Anzac Day, uh, massive game, Collingwood-Essendon. Um, both teams going pretty good, so... I'm sure it'll be – it's a traditional game. I'm sure it'll be a blockbuster again. Fair enough. And the Q clash. We probably should mention the Q, the Q clash this week, Brisbane oh. versus Gold Coast. So. I went early the other week. So that's this week, is it? Yeah. Is that at the Gold Coast? This Saturday at Metricon, yeah. Um, the, the Lions versus Suns. So 
there will probably be 45 people out there watching it, and it could be a, a one-goal, three-draw. So sort of your bolt error. Righto. I've got a name for you to look out, out for in the athletic circles. It's Drew Rodriguez Chico. Stall gift right. winner. He won the stall gift uh, yesterday. So it's a, it's a race I always like to see. It, it's a little bit of an Easter tradition there. So I enjoyed yeah, watching I that yesterday. That. Yeah, he won uh, reasonably comfortably in the end. He was the favourite. Um, and a young guy, I think, 20-year-old, 21-year-old. Big big future ahead of him. Yeah, so um, that was a good win. And, um, I don't know whether you saw – did you see the 200-meter final where there was one girl in the race against the six guys and she dusted them? She beat them? Yeah. No, amazing. I didn't. I missed that. Uh, I still got the go Your phone is very average, sir. Is that better? No. You got me there, Red. That's the spot. Don't move. All right. I'll stay here. Um, no, so I'm not sure, not sure of her name, but yeah, she, uh, she dusted the bloke pretty easily in the end. Over 200 metres. Right where you are now. Don't move. Don't move your head. Don't breathe. Trying very hard not to breathe. Righto. Uh, what cricket. else you got, mate? Cricket. Have cricket. you ever noticed that Mitch Stark looks like Brand Stark? You ever well, noticed I think that? They're, uh, is that maybe because they're brothers? Yeah, it could be. I don't know. Just one for the little Game of Thrones fans out there to check out. Uh, Smith and Warner continue to heat pressure in the IPL. They're, they're both batting well. Um, at some point, they'll exit the IPL competition and join up with their Australian teammates, but um, good signs there. Yeah, they're both in some good form, aren't they? And uh, I think the country is really warming to the fact that maybe they're ready for Warner back in the Australian side with all the runs he's scoring. Yeah, look, you'd, yeah, I mean, you'd rather have him in your side than not go to the World Cup, wouldn't you? Definitely. Like, like him or not, um, as a cricketer or as an opening batsman, you'd rather have him. Uh, out there playing for you guys. What about last week? We may have gone early on Israel Folau, uh in the rugby. Uh, sort of after we, we recorded last week's episode, it sort of come out that maybe it wasn't as clear cut as we thought and maybe Rugby Australia didn't have grounds for dismissal because there was nothing actually in his contract that said he, uh, I, you know, that addressed social media. So the there's a there's a there's a potential there that he will win that appeal with rug with the rugby. Yeah, so I mean, obviously, since last week, it's come out that he's he's asked for a hearing, um, which I think will happen in May, late May, sometime. Um, not sure which way it'll go, but as you say, I think there's probably there's more to it than them than the ARU just basically sacking him. Um, He's obviously hired one of the top lawyers. Um, and like you say, there's nothing in his contract uh, around social media, what he can and can't say. So Somehow they've managed to cause tension to it, the NRL, because uh, it was the NRL commission that basically said, no, he's not welcome back in the game. But that was not Todd, Todd Greenberg's position. Him and Israel uh, Folau are actually friends there. So... It's caused a little bit of a power struggle there that um, the ARL commissioner trying to take a bit of power there, and uh, Greenberg may not be happy with that. So something that yeah, and look, nothing you know, to do with us, but it seems to have caused dramas at the NRL. No, I mean we've spoken about it before, but there's guys playing in the NRL 
today that have done um, arguably a lot worse than what Israel's done. Um, I think most would agree that you know what what he's done is unacceptable. But yeah, there's a big part of me that says I I don't know how you can keep him out of the game when you've let Matt Lodge back in the back into the competition. Um, yeah, that didn't sit well with me when he was allowed back in the competition anyway. So maybe neither of them should be, but I find it hard to that they're going to s- sit on their moral high ground and and stop him from coming back to the game or, or kick him out of rugby for that matter when you've got guys in rugby that have done, you know, worse actions. Uh, and certainly in rugby league, there's, there's guys that have done a lot worse and been allowed back, you know, whether yeah, it's... Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly don't condone what he's done. But as a rugby league fan, i I would have no I would have no issues in seeing him back in in the NRL. Um, I did see Andrew Johns came out yesterday or today and said that it would take him a good twelve months to get back to where back to fitness and back to a level where he'd be competitive in the NRL. But I mean, he's obviously a freak athlete, and you know, it'd be, it would be. It would be interesting to see him back in the NRL if, if he was given that chance. Yeah. Watch this space. Uh, you got a bit of a golf report for us, Dilsey? I noticed Tiger rocking the green jacket when he was out. Uh, he was wearing shorts and the green jacket when he was out at a restaurant. Is that kosher? The the jacket's not supposed to leave the clubhouse or what? No. So, so the jacket can actually leave with the champion. Uh, he gets to take it for 12 months while he's the champion. Uh, I'm not sure whether he should be wearing it with shorts or not. Although I, I did wear it with board shorts. So say that again. Be, you've you've worn the I, green jacket. I, I did wear it with board shorts. So I probably shouldn't be commenting on Tiger wearing it with shorts. But uh, look, he, he he gets it for 12 months. I don't um, think you should ever wear shorts, regardless of the green jacket. I've seen your that. Nah. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. But. Um, yeah, so he, he gets to take it for 12 months um, and then when he returns next year as the current champion, it then goes back into his locker and can't leave the premises after that. There's actually a famous story of, I think it was Gary Player maybe one year, uh, took his jacket um, and refused to bring it back to the club and I think still to this day it hasn't been returned. Um, but yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a champion's locker room where all the... Does, that end up, does he get like a three-shot penalty for that, for not bring, bringing his jacket back? Well, what he, happens there? He, he doesn't play there anymore, so he's probably not too worried about the three-shot penalty. Fair enough. But, yeah, no, C.T. Pan, the young, uh, I think he's Taiwanese guy, um, had a win there on the PJ Tour in his, his first victory. Um, he's actually got some, um, some history with the Gold Coast. He actually, uh, one, of our, one of the coast leading... Um, trainer Sean Horan um, has been doing some good work with him the last few years so I know CT's been out here at times um, practicing and training on the Gold Coast so yeah, right that was that was a good win for him um, I know uh, young Matty Griffin um, one of Australia's young guns finished second in Japan to another Aussie Brendan Jones um, the king of Japan I think it's about his fifteenth or sixteenth win in Japan now. So, doesn't get a couple lot of, of good results there for the Aussies. Doesn't get a lot of headlines, but just chipping away over there. Yeah, look, he's been there for fifteen, sixteen years now, and 
pretty much one in one win per year. So he's done very well over there. Um, but yeah, a couple of good results for the Aussies. So uh, we're only still a couple of weeks away from the next major, so it'll come around pretty quickly. All right, we'll go a bit deeper on that uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, well, while I think of it, we've got a shout out to the bench warmers ice hockey team. Uh, yeah, premiers. Joshy Rose. Uh, Grand final winners last week, defeating the Jokers 13-4. I, th- I Ooh, think big that, win. I think that's pretty much one level down from like the Stanley Cup or something like that. Anyway, yeah. shout out to the boys. Well done. On your Rosie. Uh, the NBA heating up. Uh, I'd love to see that they're, they're frothing on Bogut. Everyone thought uh, his career was done when he came back to Australia, but I think he was just having a bit of uh, R&R back here, and he's, he's just slotted straight back in at the Warriors and lining up for another championship ring. Yeah, look, he's been a standout since he's gone back over there, and they're all. I mean, I saw the coach. Um, his coach came out and gave him huge praise yesterday. Um, it'll be interesting. I mean, I think he only signed for the remainder of this season. Maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, it'll be interesting to see whether he gets offered another another deal next year. You'd have to think with the form he's in that I'll keep him around for at least another year next year. So good on him, doing well. And uh, Ben Simmons has put that uh, early loss behind him, and then the 76ers are now up 3-1 over the Nets. Uh, he's posting some impressive numbers, and they're looking the goods in the postseason. Yeah, he's he's been playing some good basketball. I think he's – well, I know he said himself he's a big-time player and gets up for the big games and the finals and everything, so um, they should win that series and then move on and see how deep they can go into it. Good stuff. Righto. So this week, um, obviously, just with the way we're having a dial-in, we couldn't also then get Junior on the phone. So Junior's pre-recorded his Jaffa for this week, uh, coming off of a successful bet. Uh, yeah, one from one. The pies got up. Did the? Uh, it wasn't real easy to sit and cheer for the pies. I must admit. No, it's uh, it. Yeah. I don't know a lot about AFL, but the one thing I do know is that you don't go for Collingwood. So, no. um, a few apologies to a few family members out there that probably aren't real happy at the moment. But uh, it is for a good cause. Uh, hopefully, you can get that uh, that uh, little kitty up to a thousand dollars and donate it to the uh, Coomera Soccer Club. So let's let's hear what Junior's got for us this week. Thanks, boys. Junior here. Look. Great start last week, Collingwood thrashing the Lions. That would have been a tip of the month, if not the year so far, at $1.90. So a great start. Uh, to the kitty this week, boys, uh, we're going to stick with AFL and we're going to head to the Crows versus St Kilda game in Melbourne. And we're going to go the head-to-head market here and we're going to back the Crows to beat St Kilda at $2, I see now. I think they snuck in probably to $1.90 uh, yesterday uh, and just snuck out back to $2, which I think is a great price for the Crows. St Kilda probably um, floating at unders there uh, with that price that they've got. So we'll take the Crows head-to-head to beat St Kilda. Thanks, boys. Thanks, Junior, and uh, everybody remember to gamble responsibly. Uh, I'm on the Crows. Get, so we're cheering for the Crows this week. Um, that just about wraps us up, mate, unless you've got something else. No, mate, no, I love this uh, Football Monday, Tuesday, off and back into it Wednesday. I wish we could do that every week, but, um, yeah, get back into it tomorrow night with the AFL. I know my wife's happy when there's sport on six nights a week. 
Well, it should be just normal, shouldn't it? <laughs> we live in Australia. We're a sporting nation. I love it. Um, I'm just going to apologise to all the fans at home. Uh, I'm being a bit under the weather, so I probably sound average. I'm not sure how good we've gone technically tonight without Timmy, the master here. Um, but hopefully we'll be back to normal next week. You can find us on all the socials at Beers and Banter. Uh, we'd love to love for you to send in some questions or topics you want us to talk about. So uh, sorry to the boys I didn't get onto the soccer tonight. Uh, we're not going to fit it in. But uh, we'll see you all again next week. Thank you. Have a good Anzac day, everybody. See Lest you, we forget. See you, Dilsey. See you, Mike.